Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 5, titled Avatar Day. <sighs> Remember the Great Divide? One of the worst episodes in this entire show. Yeah, this is kind of like that. (laughs) It's about on that level. Now, let me be clear before I go any further. I've said it before. I'll say it again. There are no bad episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. That is just a fact. There's a reason this is one of the greatest shows of all time. Even the weakest episodes of Avatar are better than... A lot of the stuff you'll find in the animated series realm, especially on Nickelodeon. Uh, It is very entertaining just on its own merits, or sufficiently entertaining, I should say. And if it were part of literally any other show that I grew up with, like maybe Danny Phantom or Fairly Odd Parents or whatever, if this exact plot with this exact execution were applied to some other show I have nostalgia for, I'd probably enjoy it. But the problem is, this is freaking Avatar. One of the greatest shows of all time. A series that has proved itself time and time again to be Far beyond this brand of dumb, juvenile schlock. But for whatever reason, I guess they just got lazy for a week back in the day and just decided, ah, let's just cobble together this episode out of nothing. Let's just throw this pile of mediocrity into the season because we need an extra episode to get us up to 20, I guess. Good God. This episode annoys me to no end every time I watch it. Mainly because it has such a cool premise. It has some really great ideas, conceptually speaking. The idea of a town within the Earth Kingdom that hates the Avatar for this weird hundreds of years past reason. And Aang has to go to one of his past lives to figure out what actually happened. That's cool! Especially when that past life is Kiyoshi, who 
I think was criminally underutilized. By the way, interesting that I'm talking about this the same week those Kiyoshi books were announced, which, by the way, I am absolutely going to pick up and read when they are released. (sighs) But they have this cool idea that they could assign real stakes to, they even kind of do. They actually say Aang is under threat of death multiple times. He could very easily be executed if found guilty. But even with these conceptual stakes and even with this cool premise that could get a lot of dramatic weight out of, they treat the whole thing like a joke. It's just comic relief even though nothing about the premise really justifies that like imagine if this was an episode of this earth kingdom village hating ang and wanting to kill ang they don't put him on trial for some stupid reason they just try and kill him and meanwhile as they're trying to escape Aang's trying to contact his past life, in this case, Kiyoshi, to try and figure out what happened. And he's struggling to kind of get in communication with that particular avatar, because he struggled in the past just with the most recent, with Roku. Now he has to go two back. And you know what? Even better. What if? What if this Earth Kingdom village was also revealed to be working with the Fire Nation, in tandem with the Fire Nation, to capture the Avatar? Like, everything I'm saying right now, everything I'm saying right now, it is not the greatest thing in the world, I know, but it sounds better than this. It sounds better than, oh, Aang's in prison, ha ha. Sokka and Katara have to find evidence against, uh, 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 have to find evidence for Kiyoshi. Ha ha, Sokka's getting way too invested in it and being all dicky crime person. Ha ha, they're going back to Kiyoshi Island without Aang. Ha ha, like, (sighs) this is not the plot for which to do comic relief. The reason Avatar works is because they know when to be dramatic and when to be comedic. But this episode just leans fully into the comedic side of things to its own detriment. And where I should be caring, where I should be afraid for Aang, and where I should be intrigued as to what actually happened, what Kyoshi actually did, I don't care about any of it, because they're helming this episode, they're writing this episode in the completely wrong way. They just drop the ball in pretty much every possible respect. Like, the one cool moment in this plot line is Kyoshi coming through Aang and saying, I killed Chin the Conqueror and telling her story. Like, that's by far the coolest part of this episode. But even that kind of falls flat. Even that kind of doesn't work. Even that's kind of underwhelming. Because, oh, 
Okay. That happened, and I care about it. Why? Like, they didn't give me a reason to care about that past life adventure. Because they didn't give me a reason to care about what's happening in the present as a result of that. Like, this could have been so resonative. This could have been such a cool episode with some really great moments, with some really great plot points, with some really great character arcs. But they just didn't follow through on those ideas. They just wrote it in the exact opposite way they should have. This was comedic. Capital C comedic with a couple of dramatic moments here and there. But it should have been capital D dramatic with a couple of comedic moments here and there. Like, Avatar is usually amazing. Avatar is usually brilliant at figuring out when to be serious and when to be funny. They're usually experts at when to embrace what tone. They're usually experts at that balance. But for whatever reason, this episode just didn't work in that regard. Also, it has the flimsiest resolution imaginable. The flimsiest resolution of, I think, any episode of this show. Like, just randomly as Aang's about to be executed, the rough rhinos come through. It's like, we're taking this town for the Fire Lord! Which, by the way, again, how great would it have been if this Earth Kingdom village teamed up with the Fire Nation to kill the Avatar. That would have been extraordinary. That would have been an amazing plot point. But they didn't do that. And then everyone in the village acts like little bitches and it's like, Avatar, save us! And then Avatar takes them out in a very, I think, unremarkable fight scene. Maybe that's just me not being invested in the episode, but whatever. I'm totally willing to admit that that's an arbitrary dismissal. And I'm just an idiot. But then they're like, oh, the Avatar saved us. We'll immediately forgive this resentment that we've been holding for 300 years. Without any question. And then we'll create a new Avatar day where we eat unfried dough. Sokka really is the audience when he says, this is by far the worst town we've ever been to. He really is saying exactly what we, the viewer, are thinking. Now, I will say, credit where credit is due. Oh, also, before I get into that, Sokka's boomerang. Beginning of the episode, it gets lost to the rough rhinos, and then it comes back to him. That adds nothing to the episode. That subplot could have been cut out and nothing would have been lost. Why is it there? I don't even know. It's not even a running gag. They forget about it after two minutes and then the boomerang comes back. At the end of the episode. Like, just why? But anyway, credit where credit is due. The subplot with Zuko and Iroh is actually really well done. I really like this subplot of Zuko donning the blue spirit mask once again and stealing food and money from people to get by, literally turning to a life of crime 
so that he and his uncle's life can be a little less horrible. He and his uncle's life could be a little less impoverished. And then Iroh's saying, like, no, you shouldn't do this. This is the worst thing you could possibly be doing. You need to take this horrible deck of cards you've been dealt with honor. And then Zuko comes to the decision of rather than submit to Iroh's way of thinking, rather than admit to his uncle that his uncle is right, he's just like, yeah, let's separate. And he just leaves. And Iroh has this pained look on his face, but then lets him go. It is a really, really fantastic character moment for the both of them. It's not the greatest subplot in this entire ep- in this entire show by any means. But it is easily the best part of this episode. It makes this episode so uh, just a little more tolerable. Uh, that this subplot is decent enough. And it sets up, by the way. We'll talk about this next week. But it does set up one of my favorite episodes of this entire series. We'll talk about that on Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, Tuesday. Because Monday's Blind Bandit. Tuesday is Zuko Alone. TLDR, this episode sucks. Let's Let's never talk about it again. If you like this... Favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. On Monday, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 2, Episode 6. Talk to you then.